This is the OTP presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. See how much you can save on your health coverage with Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get a quote at fbhp.com. With Amy Wells, I'm Mike Keith, and we welcome you to this edition of the OTP. And before we jump in, speaking of Farm Bureau Health Plans, I think it's only fair that I thank Randy Wilmore who introduced me today, Thursday, as I got the opportunity to address the Spring Hill Chamber of Commerce. Well, how was that, Mike Keith? It was delightful. Yes. Rebecca Melton was my host, and her husband, Alex, is actually the head football coach at Franklin. He is the head coach of the Franklin Admirals, so I didn't know that. Oh, look at that. So I got to talk a little ball with her, and Spend time with Randy Wilmore and his son, Ryan, who's home from Tennessee Tech. It's just a really nice event, and everything about them is just first class, just so big time. So thank you for that, and thank you to Farm Bureau Health Plans for their great sponsorship of so many things that we do with the Titans, the sponsor of the OTP, and with Titans Radio. We are appreciative. Can I thank them for my Christmas mug? You got a Christmas mug. I got a Christmas mug. Farm Bureau Health Plans has the greatest swag of all swag ever created. Mm Mm-hmm. All of their things that they have given to us that they've used as giveaway. I know we gave away a bunch of stuff during the OTP tour. All of the things that they have that they create to give away are phenomenal. They are. It's all my favorite mugs, all my favorite drinkware, all my favorite stuff, Farm Bureau Health Plans. So I appreciate that they make great things. I had one and uh, my mother stole it. (sighs) I left it and my mother... And she was walking around with it the other day. I go, that's where that went to. That is my yeah. personal mug. So I have a new one, and I'm going to hide it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what you have to do. Write your name on the bottom. I'm going to write my name on the bottom. Yep. A um, lot of things to discuss. Titans Jacksonville Sunday, 11 a.m. Central for the award-winning Titans countdown with Amy Wells and Rhett Bryan kickoff at 12.02 from Nissan Stadium. A lot of things to watch. We're wondering if Trevor Lawrence is going to play on the Titans side. In some ways, we're wondering who's going to play. Uh, a yeah, <laughs> bunch yeah. of guys have not practiced this week. Danico Autry, Trey Avery, C.J. Board, Traylon Burks, Christian Fulton, David Long. Not practiced this week. Yeah. So we may see some uh, some new faces. Uh, could see Racy McMath for the first time this year, which is something rather exciting. That could happen. Uh, he's been practicing. Could see John Reed, the corner, just signed off Atlanta's practice squad. He could get some time. Uh, so we'll we'll wait and see. I, I think it's going to be up in the air. Of course, it's the game is just starting to come back into focus after the Titans relieved John Robinson of his duties on Tuesday morning. And I want to hit a few questions that I know you've been asked and I've been asked. And so let's kind of run through three, four, five of them. Number one, when did we know? Yeah. I'd say roughly an hour hour before it got out maybe 90 minutes Um, yeah I would say 90 minutes max so didn't have a lot of heads up were we as surprised as everyone else the answer is yes yes 100 percent because this was a decision that came right from the very top Amy Adams Strunk certainly has a circle of people that she talks with but that's very top leadership in the organization it had not made the rounds of the hallways that certain things were possible or whatever. So I, I think everybody was 
was very taken aback. Certainly the public was very taken aback. The timing. Were we surprised by the timing? I will say yes and no. Yep, I agree with that. And the reason I say yes is because you relieve John Robinson of his duties in week 14 on a Tuesday. So that was a surprise, yes, for a team that is obviously on their way, apparently, to a seventh straight winning season. The no of it is, however, Amy Adams Strunk very obviously is looking towards the future with this move. I don't think the aim of this move was something saying, let's make something big happen for the remainder of 2022. I think it's more about 2023. Because, there, I mean, there are some things you can do. You can add a John Reed, you know, just like you could add an Andrew Adams or you could add a Terrence Mitchell. I mean, those are the things you can do. There are no trades that you can make. You can promote some people from the practice squad. You know, that's a possibility. But there aren't a lot of dramatic things you can do to reshape the roster. Agreed? Agreed. Towards the end of the season, you're kind of, for the most part, your team is your team. And so you're working towards moving some things around within the roster, doing those kinds of stuff. You're not making huge, big splashes in December and January. Right. So, yeah, 100%. This was about knowing what this team has, knowing that they are in good hands with Ryan Cowden to maintain, and then going forward looking to 2023 and beyond, what is that going to look like? Well, I mean, I think without her saying it, Amy Adams Strunk wanted to put a new set of eyes on what the Titans do going forward. That's, mm-hmm. that's why she's chosen to do this. The Titans obviously will draft like everybody else, and that process really heats up mid-January, and you want to be ready to go to the Senior Bowl, which is the last week of the month. It begins January the 30th. And so by doing this, she is going to be able to interview for a general manager position far and wide. She could take the next couple weeks, figure out who she wants to talk with, talk with people about some of these candidates, do a ton of background, and then figure out interview-wise what she wants to do, and then go forward. I think internal candidates are certainly possible. I think external candidates are certainly possible. But I was advised very directly there will be another general manager. So people wondered, will that happen? And the answer, as I was told, is yes. There will be another general manager. It gives her plenty of time to get her ducks in a row to really decide what it is she's looking for and do that background that you were talking about that uh, is a little bit more informal, the asking around right. and kind of... Who should we interview? Your Who, due diligence work. Right. Mm-hmm. Who should we talk with in this process? And so then she has the opportunity to have a person in place middle of January. Mm-hmm. So then... Going to the Senior Bowl gives him the opportunity, gives him a couple of weeks to establish a staff, get some people in place, and then they all go to the Senior Bowl together and have that be their first big event together. Well, and they've done their meetings. So because right now what you're doing is you're going to go out and see bowl practices and bowl games if you're in the scouting staff. You're also doing your sort of of end-of-the-year look on the pro side at what guys are doing to write the evaluations for the offseason. 
So you, you want to have somebody in place, and she wanted to, to get ahead. The feeling is there will be some general managers in the league that will be let go after the year. There will be openings. And so she has chosen to get ahead in the race for hiring one. The other part of it, too, is that the Titans have a number of veteran players about which they have to make decisions on those contracts. Yes. The Titans, and whatever site you read, and there are all kinds of um, various cap sites that are out there, whatever you read, the Titans will enter 2023 over the cap. Now, it's not a situation where after the 2004 season, they had to cut all these people, and then they played 2005 with a third of their cap room taken up by dead money. It's nothing like that. John Robinson always went out of his way to make sure that he didn't load up on dead money. That was a huge thing to him, which has always given the roster as much flexibility as possible. So there will be three, four, five moves you can make, and you're under the cap. If you want to make more moves than that and free up more cap room, you can do that. But whomever is the new general manager will not only get you prepared for the draft in working with Mike Vrabel and football and the rest of the personnel side, this person will also be new eyes on current Titans. Yeah. And that person doesn't have any loyalty to these, to these guys and will be able to be as pragmatic as possible, one would think, in making the decision. She hasn't told me this, but I'm certain that was part of the reason she wanted to make the change. Is she she wanted to say we're going into another period? This is a time where we've got a lot of decisions about do we keep this guy at his current value? Do we let him go? Do we redo his contract? Do we figure out something else? There are free agents that have to be, you know, the David Longs, the the Nate Davises. Austin Hooper, guys like that. So there are decisions to be made. Then you have some restricted free agents you've got to make decisions about. The puzzle has more pieces to it probably in this offseason than it has since John Robinson took the job in 2016. Would you agree? Oh, I would definitely agree. And it feels very much like this is a new chapter for the Tennessee Titans. So when – John Robinson came in and soon after Mike Vrabel. The team was in a better place, but they really were able to take it to the next level where this team is right now. Amy is now looking at what the next level after this is. We've got the winning seasons. We've got the consistent presence in the playoffs, I should say. And now it's time to look at what will take this team to the next level. And a fresh set of eyes can help you write that next chapter. Well, I think it... I think it goes even further than that in terms of the depth. And many people are discussing the fact that that she has made this move in spite of the last seven years of success based on saying what we're doing right now is not good enough. And and that could be true. I mean, again, she hasn't consulted with, with me to, to tell me that, so I don't want to put words in her mouth. In her statement, she alluded in that way, you know, this team, for all we know, could still win the Super Bowl. 
Oh yeah. I mean, so it, you know that those things are are still out there. I think it has more to do with continuing the success because when you ride this wave. What ends up happening is you go 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. You have less and less cap room every single year because you've paid so many of these guys. Right. Because if you've... If you have good players, you, you want to keep players, well, You players. keep as many as you can. And you have to pay the money to stay. You have to make decisions because like Jack Conklin would have been great if he'd stayed. But the Titans chose to pay Taylor Lewan, and then they they chose to pay Roger Saffold. You know, so those were the decisions that they made. They've paid Ben Jones multiple times. You can't keep everybody. Right. I mean, that's just the way it works. And as you get into this, you have to you have to make those determinations. And. What she said is, with all of these decisions coming up, this person has to, will be the one to make these determinations with Mike Vrabel and with everybody else. And, and Vrabel's always been involved. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's not new. He, he's always been involved in a lot of the in-person visits. You and I have both spent time around him on college campuses when he's made visits and watched him work guys out. I mean, he's always had a lot of input in that area. He certainly knows the game very well, so he understands what it takes to be a, a player. Um, and he, I, he will continue to have input. Who knows? Maybe he has more input. I mean, there's been a lot of discussion about that. But I think Vrabel, Vrabel is not exactly a wallflower anyway. He's going to offer his opinion. Yeah, no, he has thoughts and feelings and um, – He shares. Makes them known. Sure. Yeah, he, yeah he's not one to – to keep things to himself and you're entirely right he is an incredibly involved head coach anyway when it comes to that stuff I mean we're on the road we're at all of the events sure. and all of the things and he's at everything uh, there aren't too many places that we've been where he hasn't been along with members of the scouting sure. team and John Robinson and I mean all of those people were always there so I would assume that that will continue. I would too. And he will be on the road with these people. Well, he's good at it. Building his team. He's good at and it. That's what, he likes it. And that's what John had said at one point about Mike. He goes, Mike knows his stuff. Mm -hmm. He goes, why wouldn't I ask his opinion? He likes to be out there. He likes building relationships. I mean, he spent some time working in college football and right. he liked recruiting. He did. That was part of what really appealed to him was he likes building relationships with other people who love football. Like that is such an easy common denominator for him to meet people at is the game. Mm -hmm. And I mean, seeing him at pro days and he loves to get out there and work those guys out and get his hands on them and really get, I mean, sometimes it gets a little rowdy. It's awesome. <laughs> I mean, but he really likes to be in that role as a teacher, as an evaluator of talent, as just a human who likes to get to meet other humans, like build those relationships. And it's one of the things that I think makes him such a good coach is that he really starts at the ground level with his players and is picking guys that he knows on a much better level than just what he sees on tape. The guy who is running the personnel side right now is the vice president of player personnel, and that's Ryan Cowden. Ryan was a college football player who spent the majority of his career 
with the Carolina Panthers, and then he came to the Tennessee Titans, and he's been here for seven years. He has interviewed for multiple NFL general managers' jobs. He has always been one that has been thought of as one of the next guys. And, I mean, his time is coming. If it's here, if it's somewhere else, who knows? We'll wait and see. But he's a talented, smart guy who has the respect of everybody in the building. Absolutely. I think it's going to be good for him to kind of be able to continue on what it is that's already been established this season, be able to be the guy that keeps all the trains running on the track and keeps everything going the same way that it has been. And, I mean, realistically, the hope is that this team doesn't feel too many hiccups and we're able to just keep functioning the way that things have been functioning. And then well, that's we, what she wants. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we are able to maintain and keep plugging away, keep going forward. There's still a lot of football left to play this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are not in the end of this season by any stretch. So uh, just to be able to keep plugging on, keep working towards that goal, which is playoff success and beyond. And I think Cowden's the right guy for the job. I think everybody senses that Mm -hmm. because they've known him for a long time and he has the good reputation as a football guy and as a human being. Yes. And, you know, that was something that John gave so much of the organization was there was a lot of identity within this building for all 200 plus employees. Because if somebody was having a birthday or they'd been with the company for 25 years or there was, you know, anything big to talk about. John was always going to be the front-facing guy, and and everybody was like, well, that's John. And that's the part of it that struck us because you come to work with someone and you come to know him. If if ownership feels like there is another direction, that happens, you know, and that's the, that's the part of it that, you know, you, you understand that this is a business and that to keep the trains running on time is the number one thing that Amy Adams Strunk has to do. I think there's no way this was a reaction to the Philadelphia game. I've been told that it was not, but I also believe that fully because we've seen since she has been the owner how she has handled decisions. And she has never made one decision on a snap. No, no. Impulsive is not in the top 100 words I would use to describe Amy Adams Strunk. I think measured and decisive are. I would not say snap or impulsive or anything like that. I know that if I trust deep in my soul that when she makes a move, it is something she has thought about and has put all of the intentionality into making sure that this is what is best for the organization. Well, I'll tell you the story about when they were, um, when the Ken Wisenhunt thing was going on. And this is when we learned about how she worked in this. And we were working with a guy very closely at the time, really, really smart guy. And he had let me know that there was a strong consideration. This was before the Houston game that there was a very strong consideration to letting Wisenhunt go as the head coach. So we go to Houston. We lose the game. Marcus Mariota takes a beating. Yes. After the game, I asked this person, I said, do you think something happens tomorrow? He said, no indication. And then we get to Monday afternoon, and – she's made the decision that she's going to let him go on Tuesday. And part of the reason for that 
is she wanted to take Monday, not think about the ball game, about which she was disappointed because team lost and play very well, and to think about where she was taking the ball game out of it. Usually coaches are fired on Mondays. Right. She wanted, in the case, seven years ago, she'd been on the job for seven months, maybe eight months, but she wanted to make sure that what she had just seen wasn't clouding her opinion because she knew what she thought she wanted to do and she wanted to sit with it and think about it in a way that was not emotional. And then Ken Wisenhut was fired first thing Tuesday morning. And that was the process that she went through. I think it's been a similar process in other situations where she has made decisions about football staff and where, when she's made decisions about things that aren't real outwardly facing, just business decisions that we may be familiar with inside the walls of Ascension St. Thomas Sports Park. It's never been pick up the phone and fire this guy <laughs> or pick nope. up the phone and fire this lady or pick up the phone and uh, that is not how she rolls. Nope. Which I think has, has served her well in the time she's been doing that. And that's why I don't believe, and I've been, and again, been told, and, and, and it's been discussed that nobody thinks that's what happened here. But for those on the outside, if you've had the dealings with her like, like we have, that's not her. No, it's not her. She is level-headed in every dealing I've ever had with her in every experience now let me stop for a second doesn't mean she doesn't get mad oh no i, I, I mean she, being mad and being level-headed are two very different well things, and in then, my opinion and then making a decision while you're mad right and that that i think is more being able to experience emotions but also be regulated in the way that you're thinking and having the clarity and having the presence of mind to say i'm going to sit in this for a second and just be clear to not have that kind of quick trigger reflex, I think that is something that I have always really respected of her. And I think that that's what we're continuing to see be part of her character is that she can experience emotions. She can have thoughts and feelings. I mean, it's her company. It's her, it's her team. She has every right to do whatever she wants with sure. it. To have the presence of mind to be, Try to have the most clarity that you can when making a decision, realizing that these are decisions about real people and real people's Absolutely. lives and about an organization that involves a lot of real people and real people's lives. I mean, there's a lot of human beings' livelihoods that she is essentially responsible for. Sure. And to be able to have the, the level-headedness, the clarity to say... I want to be 100% sure that this is what's best for the organization as a whole, I think is an incredibly admirable quality to have. And the mark of a good leader, a good business owner, a good owner. Well, if you look at where the Titans are as a business right now, we have come miles in seven and a half years under Amy Adams Strunk. 100%. If you look at the football team, even though at seven and five, having lost two in a row, people are like, oh, man, you know, I get it. Yeah, it doesn't feel great. But you're that way today. 
compare that to 2014 and 15 when you won five games, you were five and 27, and you were getting backhanded by basically every team that you played. It's, it's almost a good thing that you can be disappointed while you're in first place. Yeah, because be, she being has, sad when you're winning. She is... has raised the expectations by virtue of what she's put into the football part of it. And she gave us John Robinson. John Robinson certainly leaves this thing way better than he found it. I mean, the, the, the John Robinson batting average is pretty doggone good. Yep. And the other part, too, is how he dealt with people and how he treated people here and made people feel like they were part of the football family. Not every football team's like that. Mm-mm. Nope. No. And and he wanted everybody to, to feel a part and to feel ownership. And I, I don't think I don't think there is any way that his impact will ever be lessened in terms of what he meant in this process. For her, I know she knows all that. She picked him. Yeah, yeah. She hired him. <laughs> that is true. She spent the most time with him. So for her to do this, you have to think about how difficult that must have been. Yeah. Yeah. And it could only come from a place that she felt like deeply and in a well-thought-out way, I need a new set of eyes. This is what's best for the entirety. best for keeping us on this track. Again... For the moment right now, you know, because you're always going to have people say, and and it's why, if you don't know the backstory with where we are with the cap, if you don't know the backstory with all the big decisions that are upcoming, if you don't understand how pivotal this offseason is going to be, then you immediately think, well, it's because of what happened in the Philadelphia game. There's always so much more to the story, ladies and gentlemen. Well, but that's just too... (laughs) That's just too simplistic because, I mean, John Robinson had to talk to Amy Adams Strunk about what they were going to do with A.J. Brown. Yes. I, Say I mean, it again. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's the way the organization works. Nobody wanted to trade A.J. Brown. John Robinson told me, and I shared with the OT people three weeks before, he said, I don't want to trade him. This happened when it became obvious at the end when they, they said we can keep going and it's going to be a holdout and a whole thing and it's, or we can get something right now and we can try to make the best of it. And that's what they, that's what they did. So the thought of her being surprised by this news, when, if you understand how closely she works with everything, and she knows what's going on because she's so interested and involved. Yes. And also was physically sitting in the same room with but him. Th- but that process started. Well before. Well, probably, I'm going to guess, 24 hours before. Right. Which is not. But they had to have discussions in the room about this is what we're going to do. Because the whole thing was laid out. The only way they would make the deal was if it was when they were on the clock in order to be able to get trailing. Right. Because if they jump too early, 
somebody would have jumped in front of them and grabbed Traylon Burks because they would have known right here that the they Titans were going to have to take Traylon Burks. Right. This was not a situation where have you guys seen that movie Draft Day with Kevin Costner? Yes. I feel as though, which is a it's a very stressful movie by the way for me because Kevin Costner really accomplishes a lot in 24 hours, mm-hmm. a lot more than any human can. But I feel like... And I ain't buying the whole Jennifer Gardner thing either. Yeah, no, I understand that. Yeah, it's... it's she ain't stre- interested in him. It's a stretch at best. Oh, no, no. No I chance. Mean, no chance. So? Nope. Not Kevin Costner? Not happening. You don't... Oh, I disagree with that just a little bit, but that's neither here nor there. What I'm saying is that is a very over-dramatized... That is not a historical depiction of what happens on a draft day these are not moves that are made within two hours of the draft starting there are communications there are bigger things that occur there is more pre-planning and conversing and strategizing beyond just the massive amount of trades that he made in 15 minutes before they were on the clock well and the ownership I mean, listen, there are some owners who are rather flamboyant and spectacular and whatever. This owner is in the minutiae, in the dirt, wants to know what's going on, wants to understand why Derrick Henry isn't gaining as many yards right now, or wants to understand why Jeffrey Simmons is the right answer. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about this. When you think about her and you, and you weigh this whole thing for context, and the OT people get it. I know you do. You're saying, Mike, you don't have to say this, but I'm going to. <laughs> she wanted to be at the press conference with Jeffrey Simmons because she knew everything about the situation that he had had in high school. Yep. She had been fully briefed. They went to her and they said, if he's there, we'd like to pick him, but you need to know what this is and so she looked at it she spent that time and she wanted to make sure and come through for him and after she sat down with him of course there were some people who let the titans have it after they picked him Mm -hmm. okay but after she sat down at that press conference all that stuff stopped all of it all of it now it's also because he has been a great citizen and a great player But she gave him that chance to have the clean start because she understood what had happened, what it meant, why it had happened, what he had said about it, his incredible remorse about it. Everything had gone on. Three years at Mississippi State where he had been pristine in terms of how he had conducted himself. She knew. Yep. She always knows. She's involved. She's involved. And whether you agree or whether you disagree or and, – and listen, that's your right as a fan. I'm not going to tell you what to think. I'm, I'm going to tell you what I think sometimes, and Amy's going to say what she thinks. You, you have every right. You have every right to, to think whatever because we're, we're happy you support this team and that you follow this team, and that's what being a fan is. But what you, what you cannot forget is you can never forget that she's in the middle of it. And that's a, that's a big thing that we understand. You know, it's why when we got the word, we were dumbfounded because we didn't see it coming, just like the public. We knew it would be the sports story of the day, which it was, 
because it was an unusual happening. But we also knew her well enough to know that there was rationale behind this. Yes. That there was a thought process behind it that wasn't just, I'm hot because this game happened and this happened, and so now I'm I'm doing this. And knowing that, having that context, and feeling like you could trust the person who is in charge of this organization is why I feel so good about being a part of this club is because I know that I can trust the ownership because I know that... Well, she wants to win. Yeah, I know that her motivations are the organization as a whole. She wants to win. She wants to keep winning. She wants a Super Bowl bad. Oh, I know. But but she also doesn't want to go through a giant downturn. She doesn't want to... She wants to find a way to keep it rolling in the next wave. And, and you know, like I said earlier, the, the feelings that we have and that, and that she has about John Robinson don't change based on the fact that she felt like she needed to make a change. It doesn't diminish any part of what his legacy is here, which is, you know, vitally important. Absolutely. The Titans aren't where they are right now without John Robinson. But she hired him. Yeah. She, she knows what she, he did. She saw that. And the other candidates she had in then, I mean, it was an impressive group of people. And she said, this is who we need right now. And so what she's going to look for in the next few weeks is, this is who we need right now. This is who we need for 2023 and beyond. Wow. Well, that's the, I mean, you know, I thought we had to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And with a couple of days to kind of sift through it a little bit, I thought there maybe were some things the OT people would want to know that we could maybe fill in some blanks. Yeah, provide some some insight and some context. That's what we're here Dallas for. Dallas beat Jacksonville. Heck yes. <laughs> Man, that's what I'm here for. Let's, uh, that would change the conversation very nicely and... And move it forward quite well. And beating Jacksonville is just fun. <laughs> it just really is. I think Derrick Henry's going to play well. Uh, he all, he does. Oh, Historically. I mean, he gives it to him pretty good now. It's always fun to play the hometown uh, he, team. He's, and they gear up for him. and They know it's coming. And, you know, the hard thing down there, too, is they love him down there. They love him. They love him so much. And so it is so painful for them to see him because they can't hate him. They absolutely cannot hate him because they love him. He's, I know. He's from Uly. He's their guy. He's their guy. They couldn't hate him when he was at Alabama. Nope, nope. Uh, th there's murals there. I mean, they <laughs> love him down there. And then two times a year, he just gives it right to them. <laughs> and they just have to say thank you and keep loving him. And it's great. All right, let's talk about our friends at Duncan. Duncan has a new rewards program, Duncan Rewards. And these are rewards you can really use. They had a rewards program before. This one's better. Well, it's easier to use. It's easier to use. I mean, that's the whole thing is I've already used it to buy Rhett Bryan a special drink. Well, that was he, nice of you. Well, but it was when he did the OTP with I us know. last week. It was so nice. Yeah, but so it works. It was easy. I just pushed the button on my app, used the points, and it came right off my bill. Yeah. And, it, and I didn't have to think about it or add anything up. And there are lots of ways to get points, too. Well, donuts, coffee, specialty drinks, 
breakfast sandwiches. They've got it all at Dunkin'. I'm raking in the rewards right now. I'm like in overdrive. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy a Dunkin' franchise with all my rewards points. I think. Do you think you can do that, dude? Wouldn't that be awesome? It's like ch- be cashing in tickets at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> be like George Clooney <laughs> in that movie, but where he flies around the country and uh, oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah what he, is that? And movie? he meets up, up in, in the, the air. air yes, yeah. <laughs> Anna Kendrick's in that. She is. I like her. She wouldn't be interested in Kevin Costner either. I don't dude, think. I'm interested in Kevin Costner. Does he listen to this show? I don't know. He should start. <laughs> Join today on the Duncan app. Wow. And start saving and stacking your way to free Duncan. America runs on Duncan terms apply. Boy, we've learned something about you today. Do you know what Yellowstone? I love Yellowstone. I got how you started you on Yellowstone. I, know. How I got you, you not? started. Well, I like Kevin Costner. Yeah. But that pairing just didn't work. Him and Jennifer Gardner? No, didn't work. No. Nope. Sure it did. No. Nope. Making sense. Didn't make any sense. I think Kevin Costner can do whatever he wants. Wow. Listen to that. Uh, really? Strong words. A cowboy hat. Whatever. I, Move on. Yeah, whatever's right. <laughs> Taking on Jacksonville. Let's take on Jacksonville. <laughs> Let's go. We need to wrap this up. For A.B. Wells, I'm Mike Keith. Wrapping it up as fast as I can on the OTP. Welcome to the big show where the legends go. Everybody knows it's our house.